This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 3-1 pitch, swing and a drive. Deep to right field, way up there, way out of here. Goodbye baseball. Eight strikeout for the King tonight and make it... 23 consecutive scoreless innings for Phoenix. Strike three called on the outside corner, and there it is. It's time for the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Kyle Seager, that just happened. Thank you very much. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. And welcome back to the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Gary Hill back with you. Thanks for being here once again. It has arrived. The All-Star break is here. So the Mariners, a few days off before resuming the second half this weekend. Above 500 coming into the All-Star break, taking two of three from Kansas City over the weekend, but splitting in the four-game series two to two. So the All-Star break has arrived, and the Mariners a few days off before the second half begins. All-Star game coming up on Tuesday. Robinson Cano will be there representing the Mariners. We have an All-Star game feature coming up in a few minutes. I think you'll enjoy it. When you think about it, some of the most fantastic moments in All-Star history are tied to the Seattle Mariners in one way or another. We'll talk about that coming up in a few minutes. You'll hear from the skipper, Scott Service. He'll talk about... Uh, the series against Kansas City and a little bit about the first half of the season looking forward to the second half. Rick Griffin is going to be here. Really nice insider with Shannon Dreyer talking about some of the guys coming back. And that's one thing certainly the Mariners are looking forward to in the second half. And that is health. And Rick Griffin, a ton of updates coming up. I think you'll enjoy that. Speaking of health, Felix Hernandez pitched yesterday. We're going to hear from the King about how he felt, how it went. And he looks to be on cue for his start with the Rainiers and then at Safeco Field coming up on the 20th, which is great news. Bullpen Banter is here as well. Rick Griffin subbing for Charlie Furbush, who had his own rehab assignment with Everett during the course of the weekend. He's going to chat with Leonis Martin. So a lot to get to in the final. I, I guess this is considered a first-half podcast, but, you know, whatever, wrapping up the first half. And this will be our only podcast during the All-Star break. So no podcast the rest of the All-Star break. I'm going to get away for a couple of days, so I'm going to take a couple of days off. So I'll be back. Don't worry. I'll be back for the second half of the season, refreshed and ready to go. But it'll be nice to get away for a couple of days during the break. So all that is coming up. First, let's talk about what happened over the weekend. Uh, We already talked about the game on Thursday, one which the Mariners lost, despite Paxton pitching an excellent ballgame. The Mariners coming back on Friday night with an excellent win, though. Iwakuma was outstanding. And... A rare way to score two runs. A two-run wild pitch for the Mariners. Ventura comes set, and a pitch to Nelly. Outside, gets away from Perez, and here comes Smitty. Going to try to score. He does score as the flip to Ventura goes awry. Here comes Cano. He comes in, and he scores. 
How about that? A wild pitch in Cano. He scores right after Smitty came down the line and scored. Perez could not make a clean feed to Ventura covering the plate. So the Mariners now have a 3-1 lead. So they claim the win 3-2 to two. on Saturday. Mariners fall 5-3. to three. Those three runs provided by Kyle Seeger, who is just scorching into the break. Here's the stretch, and again the 0-2 pitch to Kyle Seeger. Swing and a high fly ball deep straightaway center field. Orlando to the one he tracked to the wall, leaps up. Goodbye baseball. Kyle Seeger with his 18th home run of the season has just tied the game. It's now the Mariners three, the Royals three. So that led us to the final game on Sunday after the Mariners dropped Saturday five to three. Mike Montgomery was taking a start against his former team, uh, former organization, never pitched for the Royals, but was drafted by the Royals in their organization. He has started against the Royals once in his career, and it was an absolute gem. Nine innings shutout, fanning 10 in the ball game. The expectations for this were not real high because he wasn't real stretched out, but he was brilliant. Six and a third innings, five hits, one run, and that came in the very last inning on a home run. He was sensational, didn't walk anyone, fan three, and we're going to hear from Scott Service about whether he's going to take another start or not in a few minutes, but he was fantastic in this one, and the Mariners behind him played some long ball. 1-0 pitch. Drilled deep to right. Down the line. It is a home run for Robinson Cano. Tucked it inside the foul pole. A two-run jack for Robbie. And the Mariners have a 5-0 lead. Home run number 21 for Cano. Drives in two. He's got 58. With the big boys in the middle of the order getting it done. Cano, Cruz, and Seager. And another milestone for Mr. Cano. That is extra base hit number 761 in his major league career. He now ties Hall of Famer Ryan Sandberg for seventh most all time by a second baseman in extra base hits 761. The guys in front of him Craig Biggio, Rogers Hornsby, Jeff Kent, Charlie Geringer, Napoleon Lijaway, Joe Morgan, and Robbie Alomar. Congratulations, Mr. Cano. And the big man delivers. Breaking ball hammered. Deep right field, going back, looking up, it is way out of here and gone, a three-run homer, Adam Lind. Two home runs in this inning. Lind checks in with his second hit of the road trip. That's home run number 13, takes his RBI total to 39, and good to see him go out on a big note here in this first half. So at one point leading 8-0, I think the game got a little closer than they would have liked, but the Mariners end up winning 8-5. to They pound out 14 hits along the way, five runs, seventh inning, making the difference. So a nice win for the Mariners heading into the All-Star break. First of all, here's what Mike Montgomery said about this start. Yeah, I mean, it, I was just executing pitches, and they were uh, making some really good plays. You know, I... Put Seager to work today, so that was, that was good. And, uh, you know, I ran out of gas a little bit there towards the end. But, uh, you know, it was hot out there. But, uh, you know, it was a good w- win for the team. It looked like everything was working, too. Very efficient. Yeah, yeah. I was just trying to attack, uh, you know, with all my pitches and, uh, you know, uh, get early contact. And, you know, they were hitting balls and guys were making good plays. You know, I know Marte made a great play there. And, uh, you know, those are, those are huge. It kind of gives you a little bit more confidence, you know, 
you know, come attack hitters. How satisfying. I mean, you knew this was a spot start. You're hoping for another one to stay in there and to come up like this. Uh, yeah, it's definitely satisfying. You know, I think at the same time, you know, I think it's really for the team and, and a win for the team. And, you know, it's, it's great facing, you know, the Royals here, first time pitching here. And, you know, it was a lot of fun. And I just kind of just wanted to have fun with it. And, you know, felt confident in my stuff and, and, and just attack. You said, uh, did you say anything to out on, you know, as you go onto the mound at Coffin Stadium for the first time? Uh, you know, I felt pretty comfortable. Uh, you know, I, I faced these guys before last year, faced them this year, so that kind of <clears throat> gave me a little bit of confidence. And, you know, I was just go out there, attack, and, you know, uh, pitch with everything you got. How much of the mentality from the oh came into that in those early outs in particular? Uh, definitely. I, I, I knew I was trying to find the border of, you know, going all out every pitch and, and also understanding that I'm going to have to go, you know, deep into the game. And, you know, I, I felt like I was able to find that uh, in the game. And, you know, I, I definitely ran out of gas a little bit towards the end. But, you know, I kind of built up six innings for the first time and, you know, definitely uh, take positive out of it. And here's the skipper, Scott Service, talking about not only the start for Montgomery, how the game went, and also a little bit about the first half of the season. Outstanding. Yeah, great effort today. Used all his pitches. Stuff was good. Uh, obviously, a huge number of ground balls. I don't know what the exact number is, but, uh, you know, really really happy for him. You know, it's something he wants to get back in the rotation. You know, we've, we've talked about it. He's been good as a reliever, but, you know, really stepped up today and did a nice job. Is that good best enough? of Monty, or is that something that you're saying a little different in Oh, he's, I mean, he's, he's on a good run all year, um, but, you know, didn't know how long he was going to go today. Obviously, he was very efficient. You know, the, the ground balls on a lot of early counts, a couple double plays, you know, really, really helped him get deeper in the game. How about so, another turn? I'm sorry. Another turn? Uh, you know, we're coming out of the break. We will need all uh, six starters to get to Felix. Felix would be our sixth in the, in the mm-hmm. lineup there. So, uh, yeah, you know, he, he'll, he'll start again. Don't know which game it'll be, but, yeah, I would uh, anticipate him getting another chance. So much for a short leash. I mean, goes into seventh. Were you expecting him to? Give no, I was. It was way better than I was expecting, and and uh, and I give him a lot of credit. It's, it's obviously the conditions. It's it's hot, uh, but like I said, very efficient. Good changeup. Breaking ball was good. Fastball had life. Good angle down on the zone, and like I said, a lot of ground balls. That was the key. Good defense behind him too. Yeah, we did. I thought Cattell Marte played one of the better games of the year he's played today. You know, after sitting down with him last night, uh, before we got on the bus to go home yesterday, and he responded. You know, young player. Uh, but I thought the backhand play in the hole um, to uh, Escobar hit it. Uh, fantastic. That's, a, that's as good as it gets. And, uh, you know, offensively, uh, huge. He got the sign. We, we executed. We got the push bunt down, two outs. I mean, great job. Great job. A lot of offense early. That's... A lot of good at-bats. Yeah. And, um, you know, guys were, were grinding. Uh, you know, definitely wanted to go to the, the break, you know, above 500. It was an important game for us today. They were grinding at the end. Yeah, the, the, the Royals are not easy. You can't put them away here. There's a reason they won the World Series. You know, they, they, they take a lot of pride in that. Uh, you can see in the ballpark their fans kind of get them going and they feed off it. So, you know, 8-1, uh, to one, I thought we were in great shape. Uh, thank God we had 8. Up and down, though, offensively, it just seemed like everybody was uh, was helping out. Everybody reached base. Yeah, no, there was a lot of good at-bats, you know, throughout the lineup. It wasn't just one guy. Obviously, you know, Robbie had a big day, Seager, a couple of big hits. Uh, but, you know, Marte, everybody, everybody chipped in. Nice to see, you know, we, we need a break, uh, especially with how hot it has been here. Uh, it'll be nice to give everybody a few days to get off their feet, and then we'll get back after it. How much of a restart can that be with a break? 
Oh, it, it, it certainly can be. I think players come back, they're refreshed. They kind of have a chance to reflect on what happened in the first half, good and bad, uh, things they need to address. Uh, I think it's something that, you know, we'll do also as a staff to kind of sit down and see where we're at, you know, going forward. We've, we've, uh, we've managed to keep our head above water, barely above water, uh, with all the injuries and, and whatnot. So, you know, starting to get healthy. Let's see what we got coming out of the break and, and get after it at that point. And you heard it there from Scott Service talking about how important health will be. So let's get right to that. Felix Hernandez, how did he feel about his start in Everett? How did it feel out there? Feels, feels good. I mean, I had a, got a mechanical problem a little bit. I don't feel comfortable, but that was okay. It wasn't sharp enough. But that's to be expected, right, after this kind of life? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a while, so yeah, that's what we spent. Yeah. I, I got to if I do it more and more, and I'll be better. It's nice to get back on the mound and kind of face live batters and kind of get back in the swing of a game situation. Yeah, it's, it's fun to be out there again, man. I just can't wait to be helping my team to win. How about being back in Everett? Uh, what kind of memories do you have yeah. of, of your time? I just saw I just saw my house family when I get here. And I saw this, this, the little kid when I met her, then he was like six. <laughs> and now she's way bigger. <laughs> so. what, what was the name of the family? Kathy. Could you spell Kati? that for me? Kathy. Kathy? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know, I remember last name. Okay. okay. How did the calf feel? Feels good. Yeah, no yeah. problems 100%? Yeah. Or? No, I was getting there. Getting there? Yeah, okay. getting there. And the arm? Feels good? Or? Yeah, it feels good. I mean, I've been not throwing for a while, so it feels good. You said you had some mechanical problems. With yeah, it? I was. I mean, it was the mile was a little flat. Uh-huh. Mechanical problems. I was opening too much. I couldn't push. I don't know mm-hmm. why. Mm-hmm. I was standing up. Uh, but you know, I, I fixed that. What was it like when when Moises came out to talk to you? I was like, really? You gonna take me out? That was fun, <laughs> man. That was, that, was, that was awesome. It was a great memory for me, for us. What about the first time he came out with the bases loaded? He uh, said, uh, "What are you gonna throw here?" And I was like, I'm gonna go with something. All right. Get him out. Get out of here. <laughs> you got uh, you got less pitches, so you've got to get these guy out right now. Is the plan to go to Tacoma then? Yeah, on, five days. On Friday night? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you still think you're on target for coming back to the Mariners? Oh, the 20. I'll be there in Mount Seiko Field. Yeah. Guaranteed? Guaranteed. <laughs> Reception of the fans here. That was awesome. That was pretty cool. I mean, the cake scar. I was disappointed. I should have thrown four innings and zeros. I was a little disappointed. <laughs> What were the guys about the players here, like talking to that day? Were they excited to see you? They were pretty excited to see you warm up and hang out. Yeah, they're, they're pretty excited. I mean, they take a lot of pictures. Right? <laughs> and I think we're all looking forward to the King coming back. It'd be so huge to get him back and healthy in the Mariners' rotation. And speaking of health, Shannon Dreyer caught up with Rick Griffin, kind of updates on how the Mariners health is overall and progress for guys coming back catching up with head trainer rick griffin and and rick a bunch of things i want to ask you and the first is is we're starting to see some movement with some of those relievers that are on the dl right now and i think charlie furbush is the one that jumps out he's got a rehab start yeah tonight's his first rehab start he's thrown uh, one inning and ever he's going to start the game uh and he's i mean he's worked so hard i'm really proud of him it's uh he had a very serious rotator cuff injury wasn't given much of a chance, and he's just worked so hard, and hopefully everything's going to work out and he can get back to the big leagues. But it's his first start tonight, and I'm, I'm uh, excited for him, and hopefully it goes well. Okay, what kind of progress is Nick Vincent making right now? Uh, he, he still is not throwing. Uh, he probably won't start throwing until next week when we get back. Probably he's going to see a physician on Monday, and if everything's cleared, then he'll start playing catch hopefully on Tuesday or Wednesday. Once once he gets everything quieted down in his back, he'll he'll 
come back pretty quick because he didn't hurt his arm. Mm -hmm. So he should come back pretty quick. But he's going to see a doctor on Monday, and we'll get a little better idea where he's at. Two names that we heard in spring training. I'm hearing there's some movement on the Cook and Scribner front, too. Yeah, uh, Cook is actually pitched in a game in Arizona. He threw one inning in a game. Uh, He's done the same thing as Charlie, gone through the whole process. He had a lat injury, uh, and those are very serious. They take a long time to recover. Uh, and he's he's on the same kind of path as Charlie, uh, being a reliever. You know he'll he'll pitch. He pitched yesterday, and I believe he's got two days off. And he'll pitch again. And then what we try to do with those guys is it's just like spring training. Worked with Mel Stottlemyre. Uh, those guys need about six or seven outings before they're ready to get back up here to the big leagues or report to a minor league team. So they're basically going through their spring training right now. So they'll get six or seven outings, and then they'll decide when they're ready to come to the big leagues. Tony Zick, that's that's a name that we haven't heard in a while. Where is he right now? Uh, he he is playing catch. He's in Arizona. He's rehabbing in Arizona. He's playing catch. He's out to about 90 feet right now. Uh, he said yesterday when he played catch that it's the best he's felt in a while. Uh, he's not having the symptoms that he had, so hopefully now he's on the mend and he's on his way back as well. Was that kind of an up and down thing for him when he kind of was shut down? And then- yeah, he he uh, he had biceps tendonitis, and that, there's a lot of things that go along with that and go into that as far as the rehab. There's a lot of things you have to work on and get right, uh, and it took a little bit longer. And so we sent him down to Arizona, shut him down, and now he's coming back, and he seems to be doing well. Felix Hernandez, how much are you going to miss having him all the time around your, your trainer's room? <laughs> uh, I won't miss him at all, having him around. I, I read a quote where he said he's miserable and he's bored and he hates being on the deal. Well, I'll, I'll second that. I'm, I'm not bored. It's uh, been very difficult. He is not a good DL guy. Some guys are good DL guys and rehab guys. He is not. He might be the worst I've ever had. Oh. But uh, now he's bad. <laughs> He just, you gotta, it's just hard to keep him occupied and keep him focused. But uh, he's doing really well right now. He threw really well uh, a couple days ago. He's going to throw a bullpen today, and then he's going to go up to Everett on Sunday. And I heard the game sold out up there. So I think it's going to be hilarious if his brother goes out to the mound to tell him what he's doing wrong. I wish I could see that because uh, his brother's the pitching coach there in Everett. But uh, he's going to throw three, three or four innings up there in Everett. And then the following Friday, he'll pitch in Tacoma. And then hopefully if all goes well, he'll be back with us. Uh, on the 20th in, when we play the White Sox. And that'll be great to have him back just to bring the stability to our, our starters and get everybody back, you know, hopefully on track. It's amazing when he starts throwing. I mean, even on his sim game day, it was like you knew he was throwing. He had his uniform on early. There was a bounce to us. He's a totally different person. Yeah, when he when he's in games or preparing to get in games, he, he just has the ability to lock himself in. It's, it, I enjoy watching it because he's – He's a he's a character and he's pretty loose, but as soon as he gets ready to walk out that door to pitch in his game, he he turns into a guy like a Randy Johnson, very extreme competitor, and it, it's fun to watch. Okay, you said he was a little bit of trouble back there. What'd you learn about Felix in his downtime? I don't ever want him to be on the deal ever again. That's all. That's the only thing I learned. I don't ever want him to be on the deal again. Lastly, with the All-Star break coming up, you know, baseball is a sport that's played every day, and you just don't get those days off. How important is it for those guys to, you know, really just kind of take it easy on those four days and just kind of let things settle a little bit? Uh, our team really needs that. We have a lot of guys that have little nicks and, and banged up. Uh, we've had, you know, pretty rough schedule. Um, had a lot of days and we've got a really bad stretch coming up where we've got 46 games in 48 days so these guys need to take some time away from the game rest up uh, and just just take it easy and, and try to get ready for the second half because the second half is going to be very grueling for our team because of that one stretch that we have and plus we've got some pretty tough trips 
So they need to just relax and, and get away from the game and let their bodies recover. And what does Rick Griffin do? I'm going to go to Montana and go fly fishing with Mr. Buner for three days. <laughs> that sounds absolutely awful. <laughs> no, it'll be wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. All right, you're welcome. And with the All-Star Game on Tuesday, Robinson Cano will be there. Mariners have had their hands in some pretty great moments in All-Star Games. Here is a feature providing some of those highlights, talking about some of those great moments tied to the Mariners in All-Star Games. On Tuesday night in San Diego, Robinson Cano will represent the Seattle Mariners in the All-Star Game. For Cano, his seventh All-Star Game, including now two in a Mariners uniform, a reward for what has been a sensational first half of the season. The 0-1 pitch, swing and a well-hit ball, deep to right field, Springer going back and it is gone! Goodbye baseball, and there it is, Robbie Cano with his 20th home run of the season. The Mariners have a proud tradition in all-star games. Cano's teammate Felix Hernandez has been to six. That's a record for Mariners pitchers, including getting the ultimate honor for a starting pitcher, getting the all-star game start in 2014. Back-to-back strikeouts. Here's a 1-1. Broken bat. Backhanded pickup by Donaldson. Getting over And, of course, the Mariners have had many shining moments through the years, including one provided by one of Felix's former teammates, Ichiro. He went to 10 straight All-Star games in a Mariners uniform and also in 2007 provided the only inside-the-park home run in All-Star game history. Here's a shot into deep right field. Back at the wall. Ichiro hits it off the wall. It takes a weird carom, and Ichiro circle the bases. In to score is Roberts. Here comes Ichiro. Inside the park home run. And that big blast helped Ichiro earn the All-Star Game MVP. And funny enough, the ball actually caromed away from Ken Griffey Jr., who was playing for the National League. Of course, Griffey, a Mariners legend. He went to the All-Star Game 10 straight years for the Seattle Mariners. He, too, won an All-Star Game MVP in 1992. That's well hit to left. Bonds on the run, looking up, and it is gone. A line drive, opposite field home run for Ken Griffey Jr. It's 6-0 American League. And the first home run ever by a Seattle Mariner. How proud they must be up Seattle way. And it was the next year, in 1993, Griffey again providing fireworks. This time in the home run derby at Camden Yard. (laughs) Holy cow. That may have hit the warehouse and they announced it did. That may have damaged the warehouse. And Griffey's former teammate, the big unit, Randy Johnson. The Hall of Famer went to five All-Star games in a Mariners uniform, starting the game twice, once in 95, once in 97. And along the way, he provided some of the most memorable moments in All-Star game history. Johnny Crock fanning himself off. Johnson has had pitches clocked at as much as 102 miles per hour in Major League play. <laughs> And, of course, no one in Seattle will ever forget the all-star games the Mariners hosted. The first was in 1979 at the Kingdom. July the 17th, 1979. 
The Kingdom was center stage for baseball's 50th All-Star game. The Mariners' representative that season was first baseman Bruce Bachman. the Mariners again hosted in 2001 at Safeco Field. 2001 All-Star Game and what a festive day it was. The weather was unbelievable. The Mariners had more All-Stars than anybody. It was a year they would go on and set a new record for the most wins in the American League with 116 and it was just a fabulous, fabulous three days here in Seattle. All highlighted by Cal Ripken Jr. Here comes the pitch of Chad Ho Park and there's a high fly ball to left field. Did he do it? Did he do it? He did! Cal Ripken Jr. on his first at-bat in his last All-Star game hits a home run! Former Mariner catcher Dave Valley had a very unique perspective on that home run. John Burkett was warming up and next thing I know Cal hits the first pitch off of Chan Ho Park, and it goes right to John Burkett. So Berkey and I played together in Texas. I just put my glove up. He flips me the ball. I put it in my back pocket. So we're walking in, and Cal was coming out of the dugout because he had just been named the MVP of the game. And uh, I yell, Cal, and I show him the ball, and he goes, is that it? I went, yeah. He goes, oh awesome so I flip it to him shakes my hand he walks to home plate holds up the trophy for the MVP and so if if you ever see a picture of him from that day you'll see the ball is actually in his hands it was a perfect day for Mariners fans Freddie Garcia nailed down the win for the American League and of course Kazuhiro Sasaki locked down the save for the AA to the right side the American League has won five consecutive all-star games Garcia the winner, Park the loser, Sasaki the save, and a big night of baseball for the Seattle Mariners, and more importantly for the fans here at St. Field. So many great memories for Mariners in all-star games, and perhaps on Tuesday, Robinson Cano will provide some more. And finally, we're going to end a little bullpen banter action. Rick Griffin is in, and he talks to Leonis Martin. This is bullpen banter. Rick Griffin on the road in Kansas City, and my special guest today is Leonis Martin. And we're going to talk to him about a lot of interesting topics. But the first and foremost thing that most people want to know about you is you are famous for your hairdo. What inspired the famous hairdo that you currently are sporting during the games? Uh, I'm trying to, I wish no wear hat during the game. I would like to show to the fans how cool my hair. I'm trying to be stylish in the game time. To it's hard for them to see because you have your hat on, but you're, you're trying to set a new style, correct? Yeah, I'm trying to set my style and, you know, people know sooner they saw my haircut. Is there anybody that inspired it or is it just your own invention? 
That's my own invention, yeah. It's quite unique, and I would urge the fans in Seattle when they see him in the field to get him to take his hat off so you can see this, this beautiful haircut. Um, now you've been in Seattle for a little bit, coming from the hot weather in Texas. Uh, are you starting to like Seattle, and what do you like about Seattle? No, I do like Seattle, the weather. All right, uh, what is your favorite food? Now, you're from Cuba, so maybe you've got a little Latino flair, but what is your favorite food? Mm, you know, rice, rice and beans. You know, I like to go to one of my favorite American place. Uh, I like the Bonner Ribeye. That's one of my favorite steaks. You like the bone-in ribeye yeah. and rice and beans. Yeah. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah. All right, if you were a super, if you had a superpower, what superpower would you like to have the best, and how would it help you play baseball? Oh, I would like to fly. <laughs> yeah, fly. Why not? Yeah, like, like a rock homer is going to be a little bit easy. <laughs> <laughs> you could jump up and catch Yeah, balls. yeah. Hey, he grabbed ball to the pitcher, and going to be safe in first base. It's going to be amazing. We would like to hit, like, 500 hit uh, each season. <laughs> It'd definitely be good. He'd be fast. Yeah. When you were growing up in Cuba, who was your favorite uh, baseball player that, that you watched in the United States? Griffey Jr. and Jeter, Benny Williams, and Jose Reyes. Okay, those are all very, very good players for sure. When you were growing up in Cuba, what were some of the things that you liked to do besides play baseball? Oh, go fishing. I'm a fishing man. But oh, you like yeah, to fish? Yeah, that's my favorite hobby. You know, I'm trying to pass a little time with my dad, with my family, uh -huh. on the boat. And, you know, I, li I live in for a lot of the men, you know, close to the beach. Do you, when you catch the fish, do you keep them and eat them? Yeah, for sure. Depends oh. what kind of fish it is. What, what kind of fish that you catch is your favorite to eat? Mm, I would like to, I, I never get a tuna, but I would like to get a tuna one day. Yeah. Yeah, it takes, uh, how, I watch it in Discovery Channel, people, Got a big tuna, a big tuna. I would like to get one one day and test the heart of the fish. That would be fun. They they can get really big. That's for sure. Mel Stottlemyre, uh, our coach, he's got a fishing business, and he told me he wants to take you fishing, so you can catch a trout on a fly rod. Would you Would you like to try that? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. yeah. It'd be good. You would be a good fisherman, I think. You You can keep the trout and eat them. They're very good eating. Especially, yeah, I got a good luck too. If you have good luck. Yeah, I got All a right. good luck fishing here. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for being on the show today. And I uh, hope it wasn't too hard on you. I know you were a little nervous, but you did a heck of a job. And thank you very much. Thank you, guys. See you later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.